This is Cruise Radio. I cruise a lot and I always sail with travel insurance. You should too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com. Here we go. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. A review of Celebrity Edge this week. Sherry Laskin here in just a couple of moments with Cruise News, checking in from Fairbanks, Alaska. She's trekking up to the Arctic Circle tomorrow, I believe. So uh, a lot of a lot of fun for Sherry this summer up in Alaska, uh, doing like a two-month stay up there. So it's good to keep in touch with her and make sure the bears haven't mauled her. A new video is up, 15 dining options on Carnival Sunrise. Also, a bonus episode was released earlier, and that was the Carnival Sunrise christening ceremony. I know what you're thinking. What's up with all the Carnival Sunrise stuff? Well... The renovation, the christening, everything happening at one time. I did my sailing on it a couple of weeks ago, so I'm kind of just putting it out there rapid fire, and I should be throttling back here pretty soon. But, you know, that's how it goes. All right, Sherry Laskin is here with Cruise News. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Doug. So you're you're like in the interior of Alaska for the first time ever? I am, yes. I'm all the way up here in Fairbanks, and tomorrow I'm heading up to the Arctic Circle overland because, of course, I don't fly. So uh, it's going to be a long day, so it's really exciting. I've got another few days up here in Fairbanks, then down to Anchorage and Seward, and then back to Vancouver, and then back up again on um, the Mazdam. Have you seen any bears yet? I have seen bears, caribou, reindeer, moose. <laughs> um, I haven't seen a wolf, and it's it's amazing because the moose up here just walk right across the road. It's like that, um, what was that TV show, Northern Exposure? Mm-hmm. You probably don't remember it, but yeah. The moose just walk around like, you know, and the moms are having their calves now. And it's interesting because the calves walk almost immediately right after they're born um, and off they go across the street. And that's it. Our signal is going to be challenging. So we'll get right to the cruise news here. Carnival Sunrise was recently christened. Yes, it was. So following an extensive renovation, Carnival Triumph was officially rechristened Carnival Sunrise last week. The event took place in New York City with Kelly Arison as the godmother. She's the daughter of Carnival Corporation owner Mickey Arison, and the warm-up to the ceremony was led by, as Fraser Crane once called her, the irrepressible Kathy Lee Gifford. And for those that may not know, Kathy Lee Gifford was a spokesperson for Carnival in the late 1980s and early 1990s. So renovation of the Sunrise is part of their $2 billion fleet enhancement program. Carnival Sunrise will spend the summer cruising from New York City with four to 14 day voyages. And then come late fall, the ship will relocate to Fort Lauderdale for the winter season, doing Caribbean and Bahamas itineraries. Disney Cruise Line is planning to add more cruises to a Florida port. This is great news. Disney Cruise Line and Port Canaveral have decided to extend their port agreement for the next 20 years. The new agreement will begin on June 1st next week. And under the plan, Disney will add more departures from Port Canaveral. So in 2023, there will be 180 departures. And then the next year, 2024, there will be 216 departures. Another uh, part of the agreement was for Disney to home port two of their three upcoming new ships at Port Canaveral for a minimum of five years. Disney Cruise Line will also renovate their existing terminal at Port Canaveral. So this is great news for Central Florida. And the Carnival Blimp is back. It is. For the next four weeks, the Carnival Airship will make its way over locations in all five boroughs of New York City. Some major landmarks and fly over New Jersey and Philadelphia. 
The 128-foot-long airship began its journey over Manhattan and then continued on to Queens and Brooklyn. It also stopped at Fire Island, Coney Island, and Staten Island over the Memorial Day weekend. The airship will spend the first week of June flying over parts of New Jersey and then circle back to Brooklyn. And as part, of, this is all part of Carnival's partnership with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And the cruise line has pledged to donate $10 for every photo posted of the blimp on social media using the hashtag Choose fun. So if you see the blimp floating around, all you have to do is take a picture of it, put it on Instagram or Twitter with the hashtag choose fun, and then St. Jude gets $10, right? That's right. Up to a maximum of $20,000. Wow. Okay. That's generous. Oh, wow. That's generous. And Carnival Splendor spent an extra day in Long Beach. It did. So due to a technical issue, Carnival Splendor missed its Long Beach, California Saturday departure. When the ship finally left port on Sunday, it didn't get very far. The captain had sent a letter to all passengers stating that the sailing was delayed because the ship would not be able to reach enough speed to complete the three-port itinerary. So early Sunday morning, the ship had to leave port and drop anchor so an incoming ship, of course, could dock in its place. Technicians came aboard to do the repairs, and by afternoon, Carnival Splendor was on its way. The the itinerary was shortened to only two ports instead of three, and compensation was given to the passengers. Listener question from Brandon, headed on a three-day short cruise on Royal Caribbean's Mariner of the Seas in a couple of months. Two questions for you. Is the key program worth the value of $25 per day? And just for the folks who don't know, the key program is like Carnival's Faster to the Fun. And the second question is, does the Port Canaveral port traffic back up or is it pretty easy to get into? Okay, so Brandon, first about the key program, I just... I just I was just on board the Radiance of the Seas a couple of weeks ago, and just the surf and stream Wi-Fi package was nineteen dollars and ninety five cents per per day for one device. So if the key program is twenty five dollars a day, and it's going to include the Wi-Fi package, you know, right then and there, it's a pretty good deal unless two people plan to share one Wi-Fi package. If you're each going to get one then that's almost paying for itself. Um, So, you know, they also include things like um, a direct baggage delivery service for up to two 25-pound bags, but you're going on a three-day cruise. So that may or may not be something you would, you know, really take advantage of. And unless you're going to climb the the rock wall or do the flow rider, then you won't need the priority times to do that. So, you know, basically, if you know, just have to decide if those other features are important to you because really the only monetary uh, thing to compare it with is if you're going to purchase two surf and stream packages. Now, if you happen to be a Diamond or Diamond Plus member, you will have a reduced rate for the Wi-Fi. But if you're not, um, you know, I can see doing it on a seven-night cruise. On a three-night, I don't know if you really need the key program. But, of course, you know, it does include lunch in a specialty restaurant on embarkation day. And it might make people feel a little more um, special. In that case, it's worth it. And about your second question, um, I don't know if you're taking a motor coach transfer from the airport to the port or driving yourself, but unless there's an accident on 528, also known as the beach line, it should really only take you about 50 minutes from the airport to the port entrance. Um, And it's not 
it's not usually too congested. I mean, it's busy, but it can be a long walk, though, from the parking structure to the terminal. So, if you know, depending on the size of your luggage for the three days, um, you can follow the signs to drop off your luggage and then park and then just leisurely walk over to the terminal. I hope this helps. I have probably have sailed out of Port Canaveral at least a dozen times over the past few years, and I've mm-hmm. never had a traffic issue. So I think mm-hmm. it's like you said, unless there was some like major backup or wildfire or something on 528, you should be completely fine. Yeah, it just the traffic pretty much flows. And even if you're on a bus, they just sort of zoom down the highway and, and uh, get, they, they get there pretty quickly. You can always send your questions in to Doug at cruiseradio.net. Sherry, enjoy Alaska. Watch out for the bears. I will. Thanks, Doug. We know you can't go on every single cruise. So we do it for you. Find over 200 ship reviews and money-saving tips at cruiseradio.net or search Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through CruisingExcursions.com. Why Cruising Excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zipline in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. Carrie and his wife just returned uh, from a back-to-back cruise on Celebrity Edge. So two seven-night sailings. He did an eastern cruise and a western cruise. And Carrie joins us on the line. Hey there. Hey, Doug. How are you today? Doing fine, my friend, and excited to talk about Celebrity Edge, an amazing ship, so much to do, a lot of food on here. So let's take a step back and give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to do this back-to-back cruise aboard Celebrity Edge? Yeah, great question. Yeah, Actually, two years ago, about this time of year in March, uh, we were on another Celebrity Cruise when they actually announced Celebrity Edge for the first time. So immediately, I was at the Future Cruise Desk on the day it was announced following the little presentation that they gave, and I booked this two-week vacation straight away. So we've been planning this for two years, and I've been looking forward to it since that time. I can't believe it's been two years. Do you remember when you were messaging me as this news was breaking and you were on board, like, feeding me the information? I do remember quite well. I was sending you pictures and the whole thing. So you live down in the Tampa area, and you made your way to Port Everglades. How was embarkation for you? Embarkation was great. Uh, It was very smooth. We got at the port about, I'm going to say, about 1130. And uh, we got parked in their uh, multi-story garage. So we put the vehicle, we drove down ourselves, and we put our vehicle in the garage, and we embarked pretty quickly. I would, as a suggestion, anybody going on Celebrity Edge, make sure you download the Celebrity app in advance. And there's an option, even if you check in online in advance, where you can uh, also check in on the app and take your picture. And it seemed to make the embarkation process a lot smoother for some than others, Mm -hmm. Uh, meaning they had kind of like an accelerated embarkation, if you will. So uh, just a little tip for folks out there. Man, isn't Terminal 25 gorgeous? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's very, very, uh, I would say, chic, using a celebrity word. Yeah, it really it really does mimic their cruise ships. So from curb to ship, how long was that? Uh, I would say we had a short wait, and we probably were on board from curb to ship in about 45 minutes. So not bad at all. 
Yeah, anything under an hour is considered good when it comes to embarkation day, I'd say. Absolutely. And we were there a little bit early, so we expected that. You make your way on board Celebrity Edge. What were your first impressions? Well, we were also on board Edge uh, for a couple nights back in November, so our impressions were already strong. But one of the things I would say about the Edge that many people may not know about is once you go on board, you can go immediately to your room, regardless of what time it is, and drop off your bags. Uh, Many ships, you have to wait uh, and shuffle around other folks, you know, with their carrying around their luggage and so forth until the room's up and up. But on Celebrity Edge, you can go straight to your room, drop off your bags, and then go about and enjoy yourself on the ship. Is that a Celebrity Edge thing or a fleet-wide thing? I can't answer that for sure, Doug, because I haven't been on a Celebrity Cruise since two years ago. So it may be something they just implemented not too long ago. Okay. What kind of stateroom did you book for this 14-night cruise? We were in Aqua Class Stateroom, 9283, Deck 9, and we loved the Infinity Veranda, Infinite Veranda, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we absolutely love it because the floor space and the the extra square footage in the room is great. And we find that there's other benefits to that uh, infinite veranda as well, such as more privacy. You know, people reaching around with cameras, taking funny pictures while you're in your room. Uh, if it's cold outside or rainy, you can have that balcony closed up and you can still enjoy that extra square footage and relax and have a, a nice breakfast out there. So, that was something we were really looking forward to. And the Aqua Class rooms, just, just as fantastic as, as they are on other ships. We have the additional amenities, a nice shower head, uh, all of those types of things. So uh, we really enjoyed the room. Carrie, for the folks who may be listening who are confused about this infinite veranda concept, how would you describe that? I would describe it as a floor-to-ceiling picture window that you can then convert into a balcony. So just like having a balcony on any other ship, except you have more square footage in your room and you have the option of having open air space to create a balcony like you normally would have, or you could have it closed at your own discretion. Uh, So we found that to be really nice. There's also these bifold French doors that most people just leave wide open and they never utilize them. But if you like to have more like the traditional balcony type feel, You can close those or leave one closed and leave the other one open, and it kind of gives you a little separation from your room to the balcony, which makes it great because you can can, uh, structure the room how you choose. And we found it to be very, very effective for us, as well as all the features associated with the app and the television and all those things that they have available now. A very techie ship, if you will. How does the app come to play within the stateroom? Yeah, so in the stateroom, whether you're in the room or not, you can control the temperature within your room, the lighting scenes or configurations within your room. You can close the or open the shade. Think of it as like a, a blackout shade in the room so that you can have no light or if you want some privacy so nobody can look in your room from the balcony area. Uh, if you're right next to another ship, for instance, instead of having a moth-filled curtain, you actually have a a shade that you can put up and down, and you can control that with your app. Um, One thing you cannot control with your app is the opening and closing of the balcony itself. But uh, on the TV, you can control the TV as well. Um, And there's many other things you can do with the app about the ship as well, like schedule your entertainment and and make your calendar and see what's, 
what's in the daily, for instance. In your opinion, is this an intuitive app or do you have to be really techie to figure out how everything works? <laughs> That's a great question because there were several times over the two-week period where I had to remind myself how to do something. Uh, the app is still in beta, but it has a lot of features. I think user interface could definitely be improved so you can find things more easily, but all in all, the capabilities of the app made made things a lot easier for us in many ways. Did you use the app to open your door? Yes, I did. I yeah. did use the app to open the door. Yeah, just like a hotel in many cases. I See, I've never, I guess I don't stay in that fancy of a hotel to do that. How does that work? You just pull your app out and launch the celebrity app and it opens your door? You have a room key just like in any other ship, but you also can duplicate the purpose of the room key for opening the door in your room by just getting close to your door and opening the app itself on your phone and then placing your phone next to the lock area and your door will open. It takes a, an extra second, I think, or so to open up or half a second, but it definitely works. And it's, it's quite nice, especially if you happen to have left your key in your room. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about dining aboard Edge. And we'll start at the top mm -hmm. at the Ocean View Cafe. What were your thoughts? Well, Ocean View Cafe, uh, I love the um, the ambiance or architecture of it because it's it's about two decks high in many cases. So you have floor-to-ceiling windows, two decks high, and it just gives it this nice open floor plan feel to it and a lot of light coming in, natural light, which makes it a really good experience. And they also have the seating on either side staggered. So you have lower seating right next to the window, and then you have seats that are going up a little bit higher, kind of like um, uh, bar stools, heights, tables, mm -hmm. which makes it nice so that everybody has a view to the ocean. Yeah. In addition to that, they have for food, they have different stations for different ethnic type foods. So you would find a Indian type food, an Asian type food, a Hispanic type food, American food, and then they would alternate things uh, throughout the week. So I thought the food was good. I wouldn't say it was high quality food in the Ocean View Cafe. I wouldn't replace my dinner options with mm -hmm. the Ocean View Cafe. But it was nice, to, all the same. The, one other thing I like about the Ocean View Cafe, there's a gal named Trishana from Jamaica, and she delivers coffee to various areas, and she can sing. And she has a big smile on her face, and she goes around making people happy, for sure. Let's talk about the main dining room or dining rooms. That's correct, right? So the way Celebrity configured the Edge is they have four different dining rooms, and each of them are considered to be a main dining room, but they, they separate people into one dining room or the other. And if you're on the Celebrity Select Dining Program, which means you dine where you want, when you want, you can choose which restaurant you want to go to. And the four restaurants are the Cosmopolitan, the Cypress, the Normandy, and the Tuscan. And the Tuscan is not the same Tuscan as you would find on other celebrity ships like a steakhouse. Mm -hmm. It's a themed uh, Tuscan restaurant, if you will. Okay. Um, we did not eat in those restaurants because we were in aqua class. We were dedicated to blue and we also did some specialty dining. But the feedback that I heard from other guests on board were that they enjoyed the meals. And some people said that the food was just as good as specialty. Uh, the only kind of uh, constructive criticism I heard were that the menu options in each dining room 
weren't as specific to the name of the restaurant or the style of the restaurant, the way the decor was laid out. Mm -hmm. And people were looking for more specific options, such as in the Tuscan restaurant, obviously you had uh, people that were looking for heavy themed Italian uh, menu options, and there weren't as many as they had hoped for. But other than that, the food apparently was very good. So you mentioned you dined in blue. Now, is that included with the aqua class, like no extra charges? Yeah, one of one of the great things about Aqua Class, Doug, is that uh, you basically are getting a specialty dining venue included in your uh, cruise fare, and that's the Blue Restaurant. The food in the Blue is organic food, and the portions aren't as large as you would find in many other areas on the ship. But the food is fantastic, and the service is over the top. Like I said, it's it's like going to a specialty dining venue every night of your cruise. Did you go to any specialty dinings, or did you strictly stay just with Blue and the um, Ocean View? Oh, we tried everything, Doug, everything on the ship. We did the Blue Restaurant, of course. We did Wrong on Five. We did uh, Le Grand Bistro. In fact, when we got on board, we had lunch at Le Grand Bistro, except there was a little bit of an upcharge because it's a specialty dining. We went to the Fine Cut Steakhouse a couple times. One of our favorites was the Eden Restaurant, uh, with their the way they serve the food and the, the menu options. They're just some very cool uh, ways that they display the food, if you will, or presentation of the food. Highly recommend Eden Restaurant. Food quality and the presentation is fantastic. Uh, we also enjoyed the Eden Cafe as another option during lunch. And just outside the Eden Cafe, there's a little door out to a little area on the deck where a nice little sitting area for lunch. It's kind of one of those great finds you wish you'd have found earlier on so you can enjoy it more often. But I definitely would recommend that to people who like enjoy having a nice panini or a nice little sandwich from a cafe area and a nice little seating area outside right next to it on deck. So that, that was really cool. And then finally, we did the magic carpet dinner where uh, it's, there's only a certain number of people that can go and you have to book it very, very early. And in many cases, the um, the cruisers that are going back to back are the ones that get first option and it can be fairly booked very quickly. So if that's something you want to do, I recommend you do it. It's about $65 per person. We did it coming out of Tortola. I just love the Eastern Caribbean more than the West as a personal preference because I think it's more picturesque. But Tortola was just absolutely beautiful as we were sailing out back out to sea in the sunset. Um, I would say that the staff is still a little bit trying to figure out how to change a, a bar area on the magic carpet to refit it into a dining venue and then know how to manage it really effectively. And so there was one gentleman came up, offers a drink, and two seconds later, we had a different person doing the same. And uh, there was no real introduction as to having a specific waiter, but uh, the food was fantastic. The view was fantastic. Uh, they had some great uh, classical guitar, or they had a, a guy playing a uh, acoustic guitar and singing, which was a really nice ambiance. And you don't have to choose any, anything on the menu because the whole menu is served to you. There's so much food that if you go, uh, just take your time throughout the menu because it's Every single thing that's on the menu is going to come your way. So with the magic carpet, that's that big orange contraption on this side of the ship. Um, you don't <laughs> yeah. actually, it doesn't move while you're on it, correct? 
That's correct. A, a lot of folks think it uh, was supposed to be like the rising tide bar on Oasis class ships of Royal Caribbean, but it's not one and the same. Um, you're not able to or not allowed to ride on it. It doesn't go up and down throughout your cruise or something you can ride and have a drink on. It's either in one place or the other. So it's either down on the very bottom deck, and they say they were going to use it for um, embarkation and disembarkation when you're doing tendering. Mm-hmm. But when we were in Grand Cayman, uh, they did not use it for tendering. They were doing some maintenance on it. And it can also go up to raw on five. So it, it levels out at raw on five. And some nights throughout the cruise, not every night, but there's some nights throughout the cruise where you can have a raw on five meal on the magic carpet. Or it will also be up on the top deck uh, by the pool area so that you can go out and have a drink at the bar on it at certain times throughout the cruise. In fact, when we had dinner on the magic carpet, it wasn't down on five. It was up on the the pool deck area, and they had it blocked off just for certain guests that had the uh, reservations like ourselves. With Raw on 5, I I tried to get in there, but it was like packed. Um, How solid is it as a seafood restaurant? I would say it's top-notch. Okay. We just absolutely enjoyed Raw on 5. We did it for lunch. We did it for dinner. We did it for lunch, and we did it for dinner again. Hmm. Uh, the service was, is great, and I, I would say this, the quality of the seafood is fantastic. Hmm. That's good to hear. Uh, so let's talk about the entertainment on board this 14-night cruise. How was it? You know, there was a lot of controversy when the ship first came out about the entertainment and celebrities made some adjustments along the way. They've started bringing in some guest entertainers. There were some comedians that came on board and things like that to kind of intermix with their main shows that they have. I would say that their shows are probably something new for people to experience versus your standard Broadway show or your celebrity and singers and dancers like you're, you are accustomed to seeing in the past or on any other cruise line. Their entertainment with their singers and dancers is more, like I said, contemporary, where they're doing different type shows. Like they have one called Hot Summer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. And because the stage in the theater is is not your standard stage, they have this stage extends out and has a round pattern to it. And there's seats around the sides of it as well. And it gives you kind of like, I wouldn't say 360 view, but kind of like a 270 view. And they have screens in the back all the way across so that they can run different visual effects on the screens. And so when you combine that with the talent of the singers and the dancers, there is some a very cool entertainment that comes out of that. And I got to tell you, we, <clears throat> we sat in the same show a couple of weeks. So week one, we went to a show week two, we went to the show and we sat in different locations. But when we sat up at the front of the stage, you really, really, get to understand and appreciate the amount of effort and the skill that these singers and dancers really have. And they're doing some great work. Just as another really cool note, the guys that are considered to be the flyers, you know, the people that, that will go up the ropes and do the uh, aerobatics on the ropes and those types of things. There's a special night in the club. And in that night, it's called the Andromeda Strainer, a Andromeda night. I can't. I know it's Andromeda, but I don't remember the last part of the name. Where the flyers will come in in the club on the dance floor, and they will drop the 
uh, rope from the ceiling and they will do a full act and you're standing like three to 10 feet away from them. It's absolutely amazing. There's no nets. There's nothing there. They're doing it all uh, right stage center, right in front of you. It's, that's something that if you get an opportunity to go on Celebrity Edge, you want to make sure you go to that night in the club for sure. Talk to us about the Eden experience. Okay, so Eden experience. Originally, when Edge first came out, and I know this from speaking and making good friends with some of the uh, the entertainment staff that are actually in the show, they originally had this show scheduled for a four-hour engagement. And it went on for quite some time. And so they took feedback over the past few months and they trimmed down the experience to an hour and a half event. The experience in Eden, that show, I should say, I would say if you can open your mind and just sit back and enjoy it and try to understand it, you'll enjoy it very much. But if you want to try and compare it to something that you've already experienced in the past, and you don't have an open mind, you may think it's a little strange, but I mean, the things that they do, uh, the aerobatics and uh, some of the talent where you you actually have a gal that will stand on her head with no hands and she's bouncing on her head with no hands and and she's doing all these contortions. And then you, you have other people that are just doing things that I should say, it's just fantastic entertainment. Go see the show and have an open mind. Um, (laughs) I like how you keep stressing have an open mind because you definitely need to have that going in there. That's for sure. Um, And during the day, that Eden experience area, you know, I heard other passengers say, you know, some of the older clientele would say that there's no library on board or there's no game room on board. But there are so many areas around the ship, including the Eden area, where it's just really quiet and you can sit back and read a book or you can pull a table up and play a game of cards. And we saw people doing that and really enjoying themselves. Uh, so it's, it's a really nice area for that. And they have a nice bar in there. Um, and then they got the Eden cafe. So if you want to have lunch, you want to have dinner in, in the Eden restaurant. I mean, there's all different types of things to do there. And you've got a great view off the after the ship. So you can see the wake of the ship and and see other things around you. So uh, I definitely enjoy it. Celebrity Edge carries around 3,400 guests. How were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion around the ship? Well, so week number one, uh, we had a older set of clientele than we had previously experienced on Celebrity. Uh, I think it had to do with a large group that had come on board that were all sailing together. Um, so that made, you know, traffic a little bit slower at sometimes, but not necessarily around the pool, for instance, because they, they wouldn't be people that would be out in the sun too much. But um, other than that, I mean, one of the best things I like about celebrities is not really congested at all. I mean, the guest to space ratio is fantastic. Um, the only areas that tend to get congested are the elevator areas which is something you'll find pretty much on any cruise ship you go on. How about around the pool and the rooftop area, you know, the outer decks? Well, I'm a walker in the morning. I'm generally one of those people that gets up really early and takes a walk. And the outside area on the pool deck, one of the things that that, uh, both walkers and joggers, I think, will appreciate is it's not all one level. So what I mean by that is you go around one part of the deck 
and it'll go up to deck 15 and they go around the other part of the deck it'll go back down to deck 14 and so it it's a it's a pretty cool uh thing to experience if you if you want something different than just going around a flat track or negotiating around um some some cruise ships have you know uh or they'll have the deck chairs sticking out into the area where you're walking you don't find that too much here i mean there's areas where you're going by some people that are in in chairs but there's more space so you're not feeling crowded in so that was one thing uh the ambiance of the pool area was great they had these big huge champagne glass shaped hot tubs on either side of the pool which everybody wanted to get into yeah so i really enjoyed the outdoor spaces you have the the back area where they have a Another specialty restaurant, which we didn't really go to, it was it was barbecue and an upcharge, and it really didn't make sense to us. So uh, what we ended up doing was going to that area back. There was a seating area, and they have different musicians that will come back there and play some great music, so that was cool, too. This ship also has the Sunset Bar in the back. Yes, the Sunset Bar in the back. It's a great place to go to get your uh, the Corona Rita, I think they call mm-hmm. it. They have a... <laughs> Did you have one of those, Doug? You know what? I have in the past. You know, I first fell in love with the Sunset Bar back on, like, gosh, I think it was, like, Celebrity Solstice, maybe, in 09. Okay. And now every mm-hmm. celebrity ship I've been on since, and I always, like, head right to the Sunset Bar during the sunset time, appropriately enough. Yeah, it's, it's a great spot to be in if you want to just stick back, have a beer, a margarita, or some other cocktail, and and watch the ship sail away from the sunset or sail away from an island. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place to be. You were mentioning Tortola, and a couple of months ago when I was on Celebrity Summit, I sat at the Sunset Bar and just watched Sail Away, and wow, what a view, man. Oh, Tortola is fantastic. Yeah, when when we were in Tortola, we um, this time we took a tour to the Grand Turks Baths and Caves, mm-hmm. and those beaches were just, fantastic and gorgeous and then going through the cave you know i I think you you need to be prepared to be able to bend down and have a certain level of physical ability not over the top but at least be able to be careful bending over not hurting your back Mm -hmm. those types of things and not to have too bad of knees but getting into the cave is is a very cool experience so i'd recommend that to people as well in tortola but tortola is just beautiful for sure you had a lot of ports of call here on this 14-night cruise, Eastern and Western. So what we'll do is give us the port you went to, a highlight, and then move to the next one. Okay, absolutely, Doug. We went to Western Caribbean first. So that included Key West, Cozumel, Costa Maya, and Grand Cayman. Uh, Key West, we walked this, walked around the area. We've been there several times. We just absolutely love it. Went to a few shops. Costa Maya, they have this uh Nice little area where they have different shops, and if you want to get into a swimming pool and have a few drinks or just do some shopping right in the area coming off the ship, that's fantastic. Or you can take a little, uh, about a mile and a half down the road, go to a dedicated beach. But we just stayed in that shopping area. Cozumel, we chose to stay on board and just relax while everybody else was off the ship. And in Grand Cayman, we had a, a great beach resort excursion plan, but unfortunately it got rained out. So we took the tender over, got ashore, set foot on Grand Cayman. They told us our tour was canceled due to rain and bad weather. So then we t- tendered right back to the ship and enjoyed Celebrity Edge for the remainder of the day. The second week, we did the Eastern Caribbean. 
our first stop was San Juan. And so once we got off uh, in San Juan, we just did some local shopping in old San Juan and didn't do too much there because we saved our tours for Totola and St. Martin. So when we got to St. Martin, uh, I mentioned we went to the Grand Turks Bath and Cave Tour. Absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend it. Uh, especially the beaches, the water was just so beautiful um, and clear. It was great. Uh, and then we went to St. Martin. And in St. Martin, we did one of the Discovery Series tours that Celebrity offers. And this is to Grand Case Beach on the French side. And that includes a lunch at the Rainbow Cafe and bottomless drinks. And I got to tell you, that view at Grand Case Beach was fantastic. The only thing that was sad was all the destruction that's still in that area from mm -hmm. the hurricanes a couple of years ago. Uh, so the area is really recovering. And this is one of the first uh, cafes and beach areas that's been open since then. They completely rebuilt it. And I definitely want to give a shout out to the Rainbow Cafe because their staff was fantastic. Olga from the tour company, I um, mean, she was waiting on us hand and foot, whether we wanted a drink, a glass of water, whatever we wanted, uh, they were there. And so uh, that was a great tour in St. Martin. And then we uh, sailed back to Fort Lauderdale. And how was debarkation in Port Everglades? Uh, it was very smooth. It was very smooth. We um, actually were in our room for a little bit and took our time. Uh, we prearranged that with our stateroom attendant, Putra, because he was uh, you know, obviously had work to do to turn around the ship. But uh, we ha went to a restaurant. We had breakfast. Went back to our room, got our bags, and the disembarkation was so smooth. You know how uh, it's always been a challenge once you get off the ship looking for your luggage or going through uh, border protection. Well, in this specific pier in Fort Lauderdale, this is the first one that has facial recognition. We didn't even have to pull our passports out. It did facial recognition, knew who we were, and we bopped through the line, got our bags, and we're on our way. First time tips for Celebrity Edge? So I would definitely say don't miss out on the entertainment and the fine dining. Just take your time. Make sure that uh, you get to know the staff because that was one of the most valuable things to us was meeting the staff. They're very friendly. And don't miss the spa. Donna, the spa manager on board Celebrity Edge, she's been around for a while. We've sailed with her on other cruise lines. And she took great care of us. And the staff there is just fantastic, very personable. So don't miss out on the spa. Final thoughts of Celebrity Edge. I loved it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I wish Celebrity Edge was doing a world cruise because I would sign up right away. We've been talking with Kerry about his 14-night cruise aboard Celebrity Edge. Kerry, thanks for taking the time to share this review with us. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for the opportunity, Doug. It's always great to talk with you, and I love your show. Have a great day. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip. 
online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out tripinsurance.com. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.